Hello everybody, welcome to me moving to Canada.com MM2C. This is me, Ben. I was born in Philippines. I'm a Filipino and I worked in Singapore for five years, leaving my family behind in Philippines. And then we decided to immigrate to Canada and became a Canadian citizen. This is my podcast. Hello everybody, welcome again to the Sunday episode of me moving to Canada.com or MM2C and online presence building OPB. This is me again, your host Ben. In this Sunday episode, we invite fellow immigrants to share their experiences when they move to Canada. We have our guest for today. We will ask him about his journey to Canada and learn from his experience. His name is Roby. Hi Roby, thanks for being here. Um, welcome to my podcast. Hello, Ben. Thank you so much for having me and inviting me in your podcast. I, so, I, I, could, I, I can't wait to share my, my experience, my family experience when we, when we moved here uh, a few years ago. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for being here. And uh, first of all, I would like to ask you about how did you find out about the MM2C and Ben Alagnam? So actually, uh, to tell you honestly, Ben, MM2C or Me Moving to Canada is a blog that my wife found via internet when we are actually very anxious and stressed back then when we are waiting for the result of our application after we submitted our documents to uh, Canada Immigration. So my wife said she found something in the internet that could help us, you know, uh, get some ideas and, you know, stories from fellow immigrants, what are their timelines, so that we could at least, you know, compare our timelines as well with, with their application process and, and stuff like that. So what happened was, you know, it was really my wife who, uh, you know, found it, uh, MM2C, mm -hmm. and it's very instrumental to us because it calmed our, our nerves during those uh trying times and, you know, waiting period of, of, you know, getting your results back from, from Canadian immigration. So there you go. Yeah. I remembered you, I think your wife emailed me about question, there, there are questions about yes. application forms or yes. so many things. So I just uh, replied to her and then until you come to see me in Toronto, right? Yes, man. That's and good. and we're, we're, we're really grateful, you know, um, for you being so, you know, helpful. And it's actually our first time um, getting a response from other, you know, fellow immigrants who move here in Canada. And it's a genuine, you know, personality of you by answering all of our questions, even it's somewhat personal questions already and, mm -hmm. you know, not hesitant to share your experience as well and your family's experience when you moved here in Canada back then, which really helped us again, um, you know, to, to calm our nerves and our, our stress and anxiety uh, at that time uh, because it's, it's a big move for us, especially for oh. me. Um, it's my first time going abroad. Um, and having a kid, same with you, Ben. When you move here in Canada, oh, yes. you have two boys, and me, I have a two-year-old son. When we move here, and we're basically just starting our career back home in the Philippines. Not really starting, but we're getting more traction in terms of our career, and we're you know uh, get going to the next level. But we decided really to to move here without hesitant. So thank you so much for that. Ben. 
Okay, so for our listeners, uh, tell us about your background. Where did you come from and before you moved to Canada? So guys, uh, uh, again, my name is Robbie Ramos. Uh, I'm a health and safety professional back in the Philippines. Uh, but my trade is really a nurse. I'm a nurse by by trade. So I graduated nursing and become a licensed nurse back in the Philippines, but I didn't practice in a clinical clinical setting. What happened was uh, I was hired as a company nurse and I practiced for a few years or occupational health nursing. And then after that, I moved to health and safety, which is, I think, a more technical side of occupational health nursing. And then after that, um, I really wanted to pursue more the career. So I took master's degree in industrial hygiene or occupational health from University of the Philippines, Manila. So that's basically my background. Uh, but base, but uh, I grew up um, in a small island in Romblon. It's Sibuyan Island. Uh, but I was born in Manila, moved to Sibuyan, Romblon. Then I moved back to Manila again to continue my college uh, and university days and then decided to stay there uh, for the work and you know establishing my career as a health and safety. So. So you're established in Philippines, but how did you decide to move in this country? So th- that's that's a good question, Ben. So actually, the, <laughs> the story behind this is really funny because at that time, uh, me and my wife, we were childhood sweethearts, with sweethearts since high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at that time, during we were establishing our career way back 2010, 2011, 2012, and 2013, that's where I actually decided that we're going to move to Canada um, after finding out that my wife is pregnant to our eldest son, Matthew, at the time. So the story behind it is that uh, we're not yet sure if she's pregnant or what. We went to Makati Medical Center and uh, consult an OB to determine if she's really pregnant or what. And then we found out and it was positive. So mixed emotions, you know. Yeah. Anxious. It's. It's. I'm gonna be a dad, mm-hmm. and at the same time happy and excited. Um, and on our way home to Fairview from Makati, so imagine how how long is that travel? And we were we were riding a bus at that time. Um, you know, we're pretty, you know, anxious and excited. And you know, I reflected in that span of time when we were traveling in a bus. How will I establish, you know, or or where would I like to raise my family? I was again. I constantly move from Manila to the province and in the Philippines, I never go out and stuff like that. But I really wanted to, you know, try to live abroad and to live a different life. And compared to my relatives and my family, majority of my, uh, some of my relatives are, you know, moved to the U.S. or some in Australia, New Zealand. But no, I don't have any relatives in Canada. Mm. And that's the thing. So what happened was, uh, I just thought about it. No, there's no opportunity yet at the time, way back 2013. Suddenly, my uncle, it's Uncle Bob, <laughs> Peter mm-hmm. Bob, Uncle Bob um, shared to me that there's a consultancy agency that will hold a sort of, you know, marketing staff in Max Restaurant at Galleria, Makati Galleria, or the mall, Galleria Mall. So, and there's a catch. You'll get a free food. <laughs> I'm <laughs> all for the part. free food. <laughs> That's, That's the best the part. part. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for the free food, man. So I went there. I sat there. I'm sitting at the back. 
I'm not gonna mention the company itself. Oh yeah. <laughs> because I'm gonna establish my own. <laughs> I'm kidding. So uh, the 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 point there is that you know I attended that event um, and just for the food, but I was talk. Um, their presenter and their speaker were pretty good. They have one Canadian guy who's like talking about you know Canadian experience. Uh, there's a, lot, a bunch of things that you can do in Canada. It's easy for you to find a job, stuff like that, blah, 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 blah. So what happened was I ended, I, the, the day ended up me paying 60,000 pesos. To, wow. Yeah, for a consultancy service, which again, it's a good deal. They're, they're actually, you know, that's the first 10, Ben. Imagine if you're the first 10 who register in their consultancy, consultancy service, you, you only pay 60,000 pesos. Okay. But, you know, after that, it's usually eighty thousand pesos. So it's like two grand, if two 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 thousand Canadian dollars, right? If yeah. if you compute it. So what happened was, I I checked, um, you know, I I received rather I received a you know a booklet of what are the requirements and stuff like that. This is what you need to follow and stuff like that. So we just you know follow the process, get the necessary documentations, and you know submit it to them uh, for the review and approval. And at the same time, you know uh, they help us actually. They they help us in, in somewhat way in terms of our process, and we were able to submit it successfully in Canadian immigration. So that's how it started, and that's how you know I decided to really move in Canada. Well, that's good because um, uh, moving to Canada, you have two options. It's either you go for an agency and you do it your own. But I doing know. it your own, you have to sort of research a lot. And that's what I did. I, I, I actually did both. At first, I did an agency and then I stopped their service. And after that, I did it my own. So it's the same thing. And, you know, and then you have... Uh, the incoming incoming baby and um and how about grandma grandma and grandpa what did they tell you about moving to canada because it will be difficult for you right um, and how about your friends what did they react how did they react about knowing that you're moving here so actually at first when we were trying to apply you know um i i don't share that much um information to my family um i just told I just, you know, told them after the fact that we already submitted the application, please pay for us that our application will be approved and stuff like that. But, you know, along the process itself, it's just, it's just me and my wife and um, some of my friends, I guess, who, you know, I requested a, sorry, a reference or, you know, because you need, you need the, the um, what do you call this, you know, job description, right? For uh -huh. Because I applied, sorry skilled immigration skilled immigration program is that what we applied before right for the federal PR skilled. permanent residence skilled yeah federal uh, skilled federal yeah, skilled, skilled work program worker yeah back then uh -huh. um, and then so I had to ask some of my friends and uh, former bosses for a job description and uh, to attest my qualification for my NOC or for health yeah. and safety practice because that's the primary skill that I applied for the federal skilled worker program and you know they supported us um, and I really appreciate especially Sir Marvin Victoriano he's the oh. VP Vice President for Inspiro or SPI Global back then uh -huh. uh, that's uh, Inspiro right now so he actually I, I'm just asking for, you know, job description and then you sign the document attesting that this is just my, you know, this is my job and this is the job description that I do yeah. uh, in your company. But, 
you know, he actually wrote a letter to Canadian immigration, like addressing them that Robbie is doing this, so and so is very, you know, those nice words. So actually, wow. when we got the papers, because the papers will be submitted back to you, right? After you, yeah. you know, after you've been approved, it will be mailed back to you. Yeah, and correct. I, that's the only document that the Canadian immigration read. That's how I think I thought because it has highlights, it has circle, it has you know all those keywords were actually uh, highlighted by by the Canadian immigration, which I really appreciate. Thank you, Sir Marvin, uh, uh, the Vice President for Human Resources yeah. uh, uh, in Spiral. Nice. Okay, so you you've got all the processing done, and the mm -hmm. the when you got the visa, you know, the stamp on your passport. What was the um, feeling? What was the experience of that? I know. So, that time? I know. It's, it's, it's different for me um, versus majority of um, immigrants. And I mean, my family and uh, my wife and, and my, you know, my mom and my dad, uh, it's totally different. They're really happy about it. Me, I'm like, like, Poker face, like I don't have any reaction. Okay. The reason being is that that's the time where I'm really struggling to pass my master's degree. Oh, okay. So that's the time. So before it's like it's like that month, July or June, uh, we're taking our not finally comprehensive exam to finish uh, the master's degree. Um. We are at least around 11, I believe, or 12 in the, or 15 in the class, if I'm not mistaken, for that specific uh, program. And the story being is that I, I was actually emotionally drained already when we got the, the visa, um, since, you know, out of those 15, only four or five passed the comprehensive exam and majority <laughs> failed. And I'm one of those guys who failed the comprehensive exam. Oh, and we had to do it again after one or two weeks. So, you know, really stressed um, and I'm working full time while doing full time studies as well. So imagine the stress that I have and you have a baby, you have a family and I live in Bulacan yeah, driving back and forth. I know, man, <laughs> but I had to do the grind. So what happened was yeah. I passed the exam after the second take. Majority of us passed the exam after the second take, which is, I'm really happy. Um, and I cried a lot, uh, to tell you honestly, after passing that exam. And I was actually emotionally drained the whole, the whole, you know, the whole two weeks or the whole month, I believe. And then after passing the exam, we, af after a week or two passing the exam, we received the <laughs> <laughs> the approval of our visa and I don't have any reaction to it man but of course you know deep inside I'm really happy that we were approved as well uh, considering the tedious process of you know application um, and I shared to you already that uh, we or I contemplated to, to apply and started to apply way back 2013 when mm -hmm. I started to you know learn about this opportunity but then again on 2014, when we were supposed to submit all the necessary documents after we took IELTS exam, uh, get certificates from the school and stuff like that, what happened was the immigration process for that year, 2014, got uh, closed. Oh, there, so we were. Is it the quota? They have a quota. Right? Yeah, the, 
quota, the quota, yeah, the quota. Oh, okay. If they reach the quota, then it's close, right? So, <laughs> so we have to wait another uh, few months or a, at least okay. a year for for the Canadian immigration, you know, to accept application. Oh, and man. then it's a good thing. So, 2014, we submitted our application. After 11 months, we got approved. We received our passport with with the uh, Canadian PR. Nice and wow, that's. That's an interesting story because you have a mix emotions there. <laughs> like, I know, man. <laughs> so much emotions <laughs> going on. All at on. once, all at once, I know. And so I'm, you have... I'm really grateful for, you know, for getting all those blessings at the same time, you know, in this very short period of time. You passed the master's degree, you got approved, and then by October, we fly. <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> we awesome. There, uh, in Toronto, right? So, and you have the visa, you prepared for your things, and how did you bring your things to Canada? Did you bring it so, together with a flight or but, send it through career? So that's the thing about MM2C, <laughs> especially about the money. Oh, so we yeah. learned that, uh, you know, Ben, <laughs> thank you for that experience of yours. Bringing a cash uh, amounting to almost 20 grand, I believe, or 30 grand, I don't know. Um, bring it in Canada, cold cash. So that's one thing that we... <laughs> Take away from your blog, Ben. Yeah. So we've done that. Uh, we, me and my wife, shared a couple of cash. Uh, I'm not gonna share them out, but <laughs> still cash. So we brought the cash that is required, definitely. Um, and it's a cold cash. We didn't. Op- Some other immigrants open an account, even if they're still in their home country, and then just you know, I don't know how they do it. But usually, there are some of the banks have have a partner banks here in Canada as well, like. Uh, BPI and RBC, or not RBC, but rather Scotia Bank, I believe they're uh-huh. partners. So, but for us, for the money part, that's what we did. Um, second is that for the stuff, um, I believe for we have like four, five boxes. No, no, no. We have like two, three boxes, I believe, um, and just luggage. Just, you know, light travel. We don't have much things back home. And if you're establishing your new life here in Canada, it's better to, you know, start anew. That's how we see it. So as long as kids stuff, the comfort toy, yeah, and the, some of the toys, some of the books that I like, uh, we brought it here, um, some clothes. Um, but you're, we are pretty excited uh, when we are, you know, preparing to move after we got our uh, application approved. And we were buying some, you know, winter clothes in in Pasay. Oh, <laughs> if you okay. know that place, right? And we're, you know, we're looking for some winter clothes or, you know, some boots. And for immigrants that are listening right now, um, plan ahead. It's don't get excited too much. It will just cost you money if you're going to mm. buy it there. Correct. It's not that effective. Um, it's better to really, you know, spend here or get, things here instead of you know getting it from some of outside Canada because it's much more a little bit I guess expensive but at the end of the day it will help you a lot especially if you're looking for winter stuff yeah the reason for me uh, telling you about cash bringing cash because you need to have a liquid cash, cash yeah. you're gonna be flexible with that if you bring the check uh, from a bank in the Philippines it will take uh, I think 30 days to for clearing. Wow. Or there's a certain date, but still need to if you have a cash, once you land, you can use it. 
uh, immediately. You can rent an apartment or something like that. So that's the best thing that you can do, but it's risky. <laughs> so what, what what I did is I put it in my chest. <laughs> so uh, me too. So they, they will have to kill me first. <laughs> <laughs> Same with us. So we actually bought a necklace pouch. Yes, I have that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me and, and my wife, uh, we are we have, you know, we bought uh, one of each, and then we sh- we divided the cash uh, and bring it here. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> cold cash. That's good, <laughs> and it's easier for us to spend, move around. And, yes, you know. Yes, that's what yeah, I'm so. uh, telling my readers in my blog. So and uh, so you packed all things and you landed in Toronto. What was the experience of the landing? So from back then, so we, I believe we arrived here, if I'm not mistaken, October 19 or October 22. It's uh-huh. either the two. Um, it's, it's been a few years now, 2015. So I can't remember the, the actual date, but it's October 19 or 22, 2015. What happened was there was a storm brewing in Pacific Ocean. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. And going to hit the... Philippines in in few hours, so we're scheduled to fly via Hatay Pacific around 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. if I'm not mistaken, but we arrive in the airport early in the morning around 4. So one of the Hatay Pacific attendants, you know, informed us that hey guys, um, there's a lot of vacancies in this flight. Um, and I know you guys are moving to uh, are going to Hong Kong for a layover. Layover. Uh huh. So. Might as well, you know, um, take this flight rather than wait for the 7 to 8 a.m. It might be delayed for some reason because of the storm, right? So, yeah, sure. We, you know, ride a plane, arrive in Hong Kong for after two hours, I believe. And then the funny thing there, Ben, is that we are staying in Hong Kong airport for eight hours. Wow. <laughs> eight hours. Man, And you have a two-year-old two year son. Oh man, <laughs> I know, man. Oh man, I yeah. know. And you have, and the, so by the way, the cash that we have in hand is not U.S. dollars; it's Canadian dollars. Okay. What we did, what and some U.S. dollars. So what we did back then was, we, my bank is BPI, in in the Philippines, so I had to you know request it in advance from BPI. To you know, I'm I want this amount of Canadian dollars, and you know, and then we got it before we leave. So, but we have U.S. dollars, so that's the U.S. dollars that we use in Hong Kong airport to buy some food and yeah. you know to walk around. <laughs> but it's eight hours, so we're exa- Imagine that's exhausting. You have a two-year-old son, yeah. and you have to play around and be active and running all, all along with him in the airport. Um, and we're a little bit scared. It's my first time uh, traveling abroad, <laughs> but it's not my. It's my wife's. It's not her first time, so at least she got the experience. But I'm a little bit anxious and <laughs> exhausted uh-huh. uh, in the airport. So at around 3 p.m., if I'm not mistaken, 3 or 4 or 2 p.m., the Air Canada arrived. So we choose Air Canada because it's cheaper. Uh-huh. Um, and then. We're in the plane, so we initially thought that you know, um, those with kids, pregnant, those with you know, old people should go first. But 
we missed that opportunity, so we were in the back of the line. But we still, uh, you know, assisted by the attendants to go um, in front of, of the plane. So that's the, that's the whole experience of it. And I can't sleep. I didn't sleep. Anyways, the whole flight from Hong Kong to Canada, I didn't sleep. Um, the good thing as well is that my son, Matthew, was able to, you know, behave <laughs> during the flight. Oh, Imagine good. if he is crying all the time, right? Um, but yeah. he's behaving throughout the flight. Uh, I, we just watched movies. And as long as he got his milk, we just requested water from attendants for his milk so that we could make his milk. Uh-huh. Um, it's after you know it's a smooth process after we um, board the plane we it's already a smooth process up until up until we arrive here in uh, YYZ uh, Toronto airport where the classmate of my mom high school classmate of my mom and dad were here they've been here for like 20 plus years they moved here 1980s so I'm really grateful for them for allowing us to you know stay in their house here in Etobicoke. Um, Tita Dem, thank you. Um, so they're the ones who, she's already there in the airport waiting for us. Um, and we immediately knew it's her. It's her. Um, it's my first time to meet her uh-huh. and her family, of course. Um, we stayed in their house for a month and a half, if I'm not mistaken. And we were touching base already, uh, I believe. So you and my wife, Ben, um, when we first arrived here, you know, we're searching for apartment. And after um, a month and a half, you know, we were able to move in, in our own apartment here uh, near Lakeshore, Etobicoke. So that's, it's, it's a smooth process, you know. Um, the landing experience was smooth in the airport. The luggage was already, you know, arrived. We didn't, we didn't miss any luggage. Uh, it's all here. Um, in terms of, you know, the immigration officers, Basically, they ask you questions, and all those questions will refer to your landing papers. Mm. So, you know, where are you from? Who's with you? Who's Matthew? Who's Alma? Who's Robbie? And stuff yeah. like that. And then they will, you know, approve it and that you landed. Um, and, you know, as for the listeners, they, they have to really keep that landing paper, I believe, yes. up until we retire for our, you know, um, late you know, the pension, whatever, for Canadian um, citizens, right? So we have to keep that document. And for citizenship as well. That's the COPR. The COPR, yeah. Yeah. COPR, landing paper. So make sure that... So uh, that's the whole experience. Yeah, wow. That's good. And also for the... In addition to that information, um, COPR, you you must make sure that the uh, officer had stamped the COPR because I have someone that the COPR was not stamped, so he has to go back to the airport. Because wow, you, you can't file an SIN, you can get an SIN without that stamp. Wow. Yeah, so... I, I only see that in the movies where, you know, passport or <laughs> travel uh, no. documentations are being stamped. It happened, it happened. Okay, because wow, right? because you're, you're landing to a new country, you're you know, you're anxious and you, you don't know what to do. I know, you're time, excited and stuff. There's a jet lag, something like that, and you don't uh, check the stamp, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. the stamp has no ink or something like that. So you have to check um, to make sure. Okay. Right? And how about uh, the weather? <laughs> oh, at the time of Because October, we're, it's pretty we're nice. from a tropical, Philippines, guys, is a tropical country. 
Yes. So we have rainy and sunny, <laughs> right? <laughs> Only two, and, right? Yeah. And uh, now we are in Canada. And how did you feel about the weather? So at first, it's the air. <laughs> it's the air, man. Um, yeah. Coming from Metro Manila, um, the city itself, you know, traffic is congested. Um, there's a lot of, you know, air pollutants, if you know, smog and stuff like that. And here, the air is different. I, I can't really describe it. Um, but the air is different. Uh, we arrived early early evening, so we're around seven or eight p.m. Uh-huh. Um, it's a bit, it's a little bit chilly, like uh, colder than Baguio City. <laughs> That's how I describe it at that time because it's October, right? What and the weird the thing for, uh, yeah. Sorry, what was I, the temperature during that? Time? I I didn't really get the temperature. Maybe it's around right now. If I describe it, it's around thirteen or twelve. Sorry. Oh, because. When we arrived, it was October, end of October, and I always check the temperature because, you know, I'm excited. Yeah, no. <laughs> so it was three degrees centigrade, and there's, there are flurries. Wow. Flurries, it's like welcoming I can us. look into <laughs> in the internet. <laughs> there you go, man. So uh, it's pretty, it's a little bit chilly, eh? Um, yeah. that's, that's how I, you know, felt uh, about the weather. But we are prepared, right? Um, I'm wearing a jacket already yeah. because we, again, source out some of our stuff back home, yeah. back in the Philippines. So, you know. But after that, after we landed, actually, the whole family, me, my son, and Alma, we were down because of flu <laughs> for a week. Oh, yeah. We're coughing. We're, have, yeah, we're colds and stuff like that. So I highly suggest, guys, to, you know, it's better for you to acclimatize yourself first. So expose yourself, you know, a little bit into the cold when you arrive here. But of course, wear warm clothes to, to you know, little by little, your, yourself will be acclimatized uh, with the Canadian weather. Because again, at the end, that's the usual experience, right? For first-timers, first-time come, first come um, visiting Canada or, you know, new immigrants landing here, especially that season, uh, fall, or winter season especially you'll get that you know flu-like symptoms good thing back then we don't have the COVID-19 um, yeah you'll be quarantined for 14, 14 days, days. <laughs> but uh, that's the experience man um, we were down for for the flu-like symptoms for a week okay. and then after a week I found a job so it's 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 you know so it's, it's wow really that's that's fast that's one one I know, week, and then you found found a job. That's yeah, because nice. the my aunt who allowed us to stay in their home uh, actually assisted me. No, it's it's not the career that I wanted to um, because it's not the health and safety. It's not the the career that I practice or the field or or the profession that I practice uh, in the Philippines. But I really wanted to go back. So that's also the challenging part here in Canada. How how am I going back to my field of practice? And like you, Ben, for 30 days, for a month, you you already got the job that you want, right? So Two months. For two months, right? So yes. That, right? But for me, I have to really, you know, do our jobs, um, if how, that's how I describe it, for like two or three years. Um, went back to school, get my certificate. Even though I have a master's degree back in the Philippines, it doesn't really matter, guys. Um, mm. You need the paper. You need the certification. And it, at first, it's like, you know, my ego, my pride, you know. I got master's degree, but I, I couldn't. I, I speak well um, Canadian or English. 
but I can't get the job. Nobody's like noticing my resume or if they notice it, they will ask me, do you have Canadian experience? Which, especially for that field, I don't have. So mm-hmm. how did I gain experience? What I did was uh, I volunteered for workplace safety prevention services, which up until now, I'm still one of their active volunteers um, to be health and safety awareness present- presenter. So I go to school, I go to the community and um, you know, teach health and safety, especially for those uh, young students that are really vulnerable in getting hurt in the job, in the first few days of the job. Um, uh, that those are my target you know, um, population. So I really volunteered. I went, volunteered. I went back to school to get my mm-hmm. certificate. And at the end of the day, it's, it's really a nice experience. It's a wonderful experience because you, you will learn a lot of, you know, Canadian cultures in terms of workplace culture on, on, and policies, procedures, and legislation, which I really love about my job. So that's what I did to overcome those challenges. Wow, that's good. And uh, for newcomers, you need to have a humility, you know. Yes. You can you need to accept whatever job that you can get because you need to be positive in your cash flow, right? Yes. So and, the, the the challenge too, Ben. Um I just want to share it to everybody as well that if you really have a family and honestly, we don't have that millions of Canadian dollars though. Yes. <laughs> back then. <laughs> back then. <laughs> I, I mean, then. <laughs> we don't have that, uh, you know, huge amount of, you know, extra money uh, to spend just for ourselves because your equivalent of money back in the Philippines and here it's totally different, right? Here it's more, a little bit of expensive, but yeah, that's just how it is. But anyways, so we don't have extra money. So the goal and the and my priority is to really uh, get a job, whatever job is that, and support my family uh, and work my way up again. Yeah, I don't care. Um, again, forget the forget about your egos. Yes, <laughs> you <know>? man. <laughs> yes, you really have to forget about your ego because you need to prove yourself, right? You prove yes, you really to do. your employers that you're good. Mm-hmm. Because they don't know, they don't know, they don't have, you only have the papers and papers can be, you know. I know, that. I know, Ben, yeah. and, and you're really correct about there. And the other thing about there is that if you get the jobs, don't get comfortable. Um, honestly, guys, I've seen a lot of colleagues of mine um, and some immigrants as well who landed here years before me. They get comfortable, even if they don't like the job. Um, the reason being is that they or they get trapped, not just comfortable. Some are comfortable because you know uh, they're just used to the job itself, right? Even though that's not their interest or that's not their passion. But if you really believe in your passion, guys, believe me. Um, I worked as a warehouse worker for like a year. I worked as a housekeeper in a hotel. I went back to a, being a housekeeper. No, not went back, but rather. Uh, I work in a hotel back in the Philippines as a safety manager, but here it's different. I'm a housekeeper. Um, and I went bec- to become a housekeeping supervisor for a few stint, um, but I moved back to being a housekeeper again because I had to manage my schedule because I need to go back to school. So I'm doing full-time studies. The program itself at Ryerson that I took is supposedly for two years. You know, if you 
wanted to take it slowly, but I wanted to finish it right away. I finished it within eight months. Uh, studying full-time. Studying full-time, working full-time. I'm driving Uber part-time. Wow. And at the same time, I'm training for triathlon races. That's a, that's a lot of energy. <laughs> I know. Now it's all depleted. But anyways, that's the experience, guys. If you're really passionate of, on something, on, on something that you really wanted to practice here in Canada, be patient. You know, introduce yourself to a lot of people. Um, that's one thing to here in Canada. It's, it's really, you know, you showing yourself in every opportunity that's available out there mm-hmm. and don't give up. And one, one biggest thing here is really the connection. Um, just like you, Ben, you know, we've, we've been friends for years now. We don't see each other all the time, but we have the same passion and mm. that's why we're having this conversation right now. But it's, it's really about, you know, not giving up and you're, you're right, Ben, you know, remove the ego, the pride and, just be humble and enjoy the process. That's that's the best way to describe it. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the process. At the end of the day, you don't owe anybody else. You owe that to yourself and to your family, right? So yes, that's correct. So wow, that's a very good advice for our listeners and for the people who are just planning to move to Canada. Do you have any advice for them? So guys, um, for those that are planning to come here in Canada, so. Actually, my, my, my advice is to really plan ahead. Um, again, you could do it by yourself or you, if you don't have time to do it, you could definitely tap a consultant agency or a consultant agent mm-hmm. or immigration consultant that will help you um, along the process. If you have extra money, definitely. Um, it's, it's one way to do things um, to you know, keep you out of stress. But at the end of the day, you could do it by your own. But you, there's a ton of research that you need to do before you could really achieve those documentations and doing your due diligence. Who's going to check your due, due diligence anyways if you don't have immigration consultants? So uh-huh. it's a little bit risky. But again, if you really wanted to do it by yourself or, or tap an immigration consultant, it doesn't matter as long as you... <laughs> apply for it that's that's the intention right and you put action into it um next is you know plan it uh next is expect the worst if you got approved already um leave out any you know expectations uh, from your family and friends because you know back home then if and you've been to singapore before you moved to canada right like yes back home the culture was like if you're in abroad you're a millionaire or, or whatever <laughs> you have tons of money and you know what uh, it's not just philippines i asked uh, po- a really? polish a polish oh yeah um <laughs> and they he, she was complaining about relatives uh, asking for money <laughs> you know it's it's the same thing i think it's global um or it's it's human uh, in instinct that uh if someone is in the higher position you have, you will beg or something like i know that. i'm not uh, i don't know it's not <laughs> it's, common to us but anyway but yeah. anyway so again guys it's it's really um a lot of guts to move to a new country with no relatives with few friends that are also starting up their lives so it's just a lot of guts, guys. And of course, you know, faith and prayers uh, along the way. 
um, that will help you really guide through the challenges. And it, it's a little bit bumpy road. And I believe that if you have faith, if you have, you know, if you have passion, if you have the guts that you need, the energy, then definitely you will be successful. Um, and we are here. Um, ben and I were willing, or me, myself, um, I'm willing to help out as well other um, new, newly landed immigrants and connect them to some friends that if they need a job or whatever. But at mm -hmm. the end of the day, it's, it's still going to be their decision, right? So plan ahead, you know, um, not just intention, put the action. And then um, don't expect good things <laughs> or expect good things but rather hope for good things and expect the worst yeah that's how i uh, properly say it uh, expect or uh, hope for good things but expect the worst and prepare for the worst uh, because yes. there's a lot of challenges along the way uh, but again you know and one more thing um it's really hard to make it uh, a statement about this but for me here in canada is it's not about you. It's not about. It's not about just yourself. That's that's what I learned about here in Canada. It's you're trying to improve yourself, not for yourself, but for your family, and to serve others, and especially the community, because this, the community culture here in Canada is really strong in a sense that they we help out each other. We go out, buy groceries for our neighbors, um, especially during this pandemic. Right? We've seen a lot of. You know, um, good Samaritan out there is helping out one another. So here, that's where you establish good connections, good friendship uh, within the community. And for us, Filipino community, and for having this MM2C uh, community, Ben, thank you so much for building this community because we were not able to uh, tap only Filipinos but other um, nationalities as well, like mm -hmm. just you shared and said other nationalities that we were that we can help along their along their you know process to becoming an immigrant so uh, thank you so much for that then yeah thanks um and also do you have any message to our listeners so basically my message guys um first of all i would like to thank ben for giving me this opportunity to share my experience i really appreciate it ben um we're gonna touch base soon for sure um, and for me, guys, if you are bored out there, if you are doing nothing, um, I also have my own podcast. It's Pinoy Success Stories. So it's Pinoy because it's only Filipinos that are uh, being interviewed. So I only ha I, I have started it. I have two episodes of the podcast. And for sure, Ben is going to be my future guest in my podcast. So please follow me on Spotify on that. Um, and Ben will teach me how to do a YouTube channel. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. let's see how will, it will go. And definitely uh, looking forward for everybody's support here at MM2C. Um, and if you have any questions from me, um, I could share my details to Ben personally so that, you know, Ben, you could feel free to share it to anyone that, you know, um, requesting for me or if they have personal questions. Uh, I don't sure. mind asking me personal questions, not just money matters and <laughs> relationship. <Yeah. laughs> uh, sure, sure, no that. problem. But definitely, I'm willing to answer um, any questions that pertains to immigrations, uh, immigration here in Canada, career, sports, 
uh, because I do triathlon. So, and we've established a Filipino-Canadian triathlon club here in Canada as well. So please feel free to ask me question. Um, you could ask Ben. I, I will share my uh, details to Ben so that he can share it to you guys. Yes, guys. So if you are also um, looking for photos and videos of uh, Canada, you can go to facebook.com slash me moving to Canada so that you can have like a, a full picture of how the yes. Canada looks, looks like. And through my eyes, because I, whenever I go to from east to west of Canada, I'm a, a traveler, I'm a um, journeyman. So I take photos and videos for you to see. And I also do live there. And if you have questions, yeah, you can ask Roby and I so that we can uh, teach you whatever your question is. And also, um, you can, if you're on blogging, blogging, podcasting, you can also join our group that is online presence building. And that is facebook.com slash groups slash online presence building. Okay. Right. And thank you very much, Roby, for being in my podcast. Um, we'll you so much, see you soon after this pandemic. And... Yeah, thank you very much. Okay, guys, we have a lot of uh, good advice from Roby and it's amazing experience from him. And thanks for listening to this podcast and see you next time. Bye -bye. See you. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to this podcast episode of me moving to Canada.com MM2C. If you want to see the videos and photos of Canada, go to facebook.com slash me moving to Canada. And you can send email to benalagnam at yahoo.com. See you. This is Ben. Bye.